be starting a, we're starting a new series starting this week, this Sunday. And I want to title it, so if you do write notes, if that's, if that's you, you can go on ahead and title this, Why Church Matters. And what I want to do is take the next number of weeks together with you to explore what is the church and the place of the church, especially as it relates to us as Pathways. It's 2020, it's still early, new year, and I believe that with things shifting, We've been kind of dating for the first couple of years, but now we're shifting gears, and it's almost about engagement season, if you will. And this is going to be an opportunity, especially through this sermon series, for us really to appreciate and value what the church is, what my role, what I should see my place and my role being with regard to the church. It's going to be plenty of opportunities for people. There are going to be a number of on-ramps for people to get on board if they haven't already and really make Pathway home. And throw themselves into the ministry of the church and what God wants to do through this church. And so my hope is, my prayer is, and I believe so, that a lot of good is going to come out of this, not only in my own life, but I know in, in your guys' life. And for us to really get anywhere and be anywhere, we've, we've got to really understand not so much what our pre-assumptions may be about the church, but is, but what God's heart is concerning the church. And so I want to go through this series, Why Church why Church Matters. Today, I want to talk to you about a question I want to throw out. How do you, you ready? You ready? How do you walk into church? How do you walk into church? I know some of y'all are looking at me like, duh. I get in the car. I drive. I make it here. I pull out. I walk in. That's how I made it. That's how I walk into church. Doesn't everybody else walk into church that way? Uh, not too sure. Not too sure. Because I've met a lot of people where depending on your background and where you come from and what sort of experiences you've had with the church, their reasons and their answer to that question could be diametrically opposed to your reason for walking in. So it's not enough. It's not even safe to assume. What if you were asking the person who's never been to church? Hmm? What if you were asking the person who has no background, parents, grandparents, doesn't matter who it is, never been to the church, and now here they are as adults, full-fledged adults, showing up to church for the first time. I'm imagining, I'm prepared to imagine that somebody like that walking into church is going to be a whole lot different than somebody else who, let's say, they did have a track record of being in the church. But it's been a while. It's been quite a while since the last time they've ever come to church. And now here they are, for reasons of their own, where they're back. They're back with God, and they're back at the church. And now they're walking in. That's probably going to be different. Or maybe, the how about the other person who who relates to church, can't help relating to church like the job that they have, that they, ha that they got to go to Monday morning, the job they dread, the job when they look at it, it's just pure drudgery. It's like, again, Monday, 6 a.m., I guess, how else am I going to pay the bills? And so they, they go on ahead and trudge along, and they make it to work, and they clock in. There are a lot of people who approach church that way where it's just, again, Sundays come around, 
And so for them, they relate to it very much like they relate to their jobs that they aren't too thrilled about. Or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the person who relates to their job like the way in which they get in good graces with God. There are some people who, for them, that's, they don't have a relationship with God, but they go to church. That's their relationship. They can't tell you about a personal right relationship that they got with God through Jesus. They can't tell you about a testimony. They can't tell you about an experience they've had with God, but they sure can tell you about the church that they walk into every Sunday. They got that. And so for them, church, walking into church has compensated for a right relationship with God. And so every time they go to church and all of the busyness surrounding their church time is a way for them to kind of tip the scales in their favor in the sight of God. So they may have had a troubling week. Their conscience may have bothered them, but oh, they made it to church. And look how busy they are in church. That kind of appeases their conscience and puts to rest the guilt a little bit. No, no relationship, but they walk into, they walk into church. Oh, you got a lot of people who walk into church in all sorts of, of different ways. See, <laughs> What if you were to ask the parent with kids all under 12? It could be a challenge, right? I mean, just imagine with kids that age. For them, well, first of all, what does the week look like? Long, long days, long nights, hardly any sleep. Tough, been there. And it's very difficult, isn't it? And then on top of that, we got infighting on the way to, on the way to church. Like now, kids, I've been there. I'm speaking a little bit about myself. <laughs> here you got worship music on. I surrender all, and here we are, just letting each other have it at the same time. Now, look, I don't want to see none of that in the church. You hear me? And then you make it, and here you are in church. It could be tough. It could be tough. But you know what? There's another way to walk into church. I think it's God's way. I, can't, I think it's the one that he wants all of us to be able to have in mind. But in order to answer the question, how do I walk into church right, I need to be prepared and be able to answer what the Bible says. Number one, the church is. And number two, why we go there, and three, what exactly am I supposed to be doing while I'm there? Until and unless those questions are answered, I'm not going to really be able to not only understand, but appreciate and value what God wants me to know about how to walk into a church. Yeah, it sounds simple, doesn't it? But you're about to see, by the time we're done, we're going to look at a couple of things. This is just foundation. It's not going to be until next week that we're going to really be able to delve into some stuff. You're going to really be able to see just the importance of you seeing it this way if you're going to really be a part of the church the way God wants you. I mean, after all, you're 19, 24, 22, 30, 27 Many of you are in your 20s and 30s. You're in different stages. And so if you belong to Christ, church is going to be a huge part of your life for a while. I better know what it's about. 
like a family, and I hope this is the case with you. I remember when me and he first got together, and we were going to start having kids, making babies. I was like, honey, look, when we start our family, I had all sorts of ideas. It's like, I want these values to be at the center of our home. What you think? What you think? Yeah, you too? Good, good. Look, I didn't have this when I grew up. I really want to make sure our kids have this and that they grow up experiencing this in our home. What you think? What you think? You too? Good. And we just went on down the list talking about our core values. Those things that for me and for her and for us mean what a family is about. And then what we wanted to do was go on ahead and build our family around those core values and move forward in light of them. If we belong to the church, I think it's safe to say we're a family. We're a faith family. I know they say blood is thicker than water, but spirit, the Bible tells me, is thicker than blood. Jesus said, this is my mother and my brother and my sisters, those who do the will of my father, those who know how to walk into a church. He walked in. His mother and his brothers were out there too, but they had a total different idea about what he was up to in there, so much so that they thought they could bother him, and he would stop what he was doing. And he was like, look, you tell them, this is my mother and my brother and my sister. And that's how I want us to grow up and grow forward as a community and as a body, that we would understand, look, if we're a family and God's up to something, and this is it, and, and this is where he's present, and this is with whom he wants to move, then it's, it's important that we sit down and, and talk about those values and those core values and build our lives around them as we're about to go forward. And so how do you walk into the church? You walk into the church by praying about where to sit. (laughs) By praying about where to sit. I know when you look at it, you're like, come on, are you kidding me? What exactly is that? How is that going to answer the question at all? Okay, so I pray. All right, I prayed for where I'm going to sit. So what was that exactly supposed to do? No, 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 not, not too quickly. Slow down with me for just one second here. Praying about where to sit is significant, more than you know. You're going to know, but I want you to hear this. There are two things I'm trying to unfold for you very carefully. The first thing is this. When I begin to set out to be a man or a woman of prayer, this is a spiritual enterprise. This is a spiritual work. We're not running a business. We're not trying to open up a coffee shop. We're not trying to open up a bookstore. We're not trying to just do our own thing. This is God's thing. We're about him and his glory, his kingdom, his purposes. We wouldn't be here were it not for him. It's because of him that I'm a part of the church at all. And so when I pray about where to sit, the first thing I'm acknowledging both to myself and everybody else around me is that God is God and I'm not. What I'm communicating is my relationship with God. I'm communicating to myself where I I exist in relationship to God, vertical. When I pray about where to sit, I'm communicating to myself my relationship with others. The one is vertical, 
The second one is horizontal. That's going to be important. You see, number one, when I talk about my relationship with God, when I pray, I'm not only expressing that God is God, what I'm pointing out is He's Lord. And what that means is everything is His. My life is His. And all that's around me is His, including this church. That's important because whatever my interests and my desires and my expectations out of the church may be, they may well be well and good and fine. They they may not even be sinful. They come as a distant second to whatever God's is. What ought to matter at the end of the day as it relates to God's church is what does God envision out of his church? What does he want out of his body? What picture does he have when he sees his people walking into his church? That's what I want to know. Everything else serves as a distant second. You see, already I've made it to the 50. Already I've made progress in my spiritual life and my relationship with the church by praying. Why do I say this? I'm going to bring it up for a number of reasons. Many people walk into church. I gave you some examples. But there are a lot of people who walk into the church like it's a stadium. There are a lot of people who walk into the church like it's AT&T Stadium, like it's where the Mavericks are playing. What do you do when you walk into You got your popcorn, you got your Coke or your beer, whatever. You got your jersey. You're looking for your seat, and you're hoping that whatever happens down there, it's well worth how much you paid for that ticket. And so here you are, you got a very different approach and attitude walking into this stadium as it relates to what's happening on that field. There are some people, maybe it's not the stadium, they walk into the church like it's a shopping center or some plaza. What do you do at plazas? You're trying to buy something. You're trying to spend money. And you're hoping that all these department stores have done a good job at having you at, in, in their interest. And to the degree that that department store over against all the others does a really good job at having your interest at their forefront, they got your money. You're their avatar, right? And to the degree that you don't, you're in and you're out. You're in, mm, nothing. You find anything? Nah, not really. Just look. All right, nothing, and that's your attitude. But you know what? That's totally fine as it relates to the shopping center. That could be done, and that's how we move. I know this place exists for me because I'm a customer, along with all these customers walking around. Their sole business is to serve me and know what my needs are and to make sure that they put them at the forefront. And when they don't, their businesses fail. And you know what? That's good, and that's right. There are others who walk into the church the same way we walked into the movie theater a few weeks ago when we watched Frozen 2. We just buy our stuff. We sit down. I was a little stressed out, a little busy with the days. I thought, you know what? A theater would be a good place to just hide myself, kind of get away from everything, right? I'm not expecting anybody to talk to me. I'm not expecting anybody to mess with me. It's going to be nice and dark. There's going to be a big screen, and I just get to focus on that, and I better get entertained because if I don't, 
going to have a complaint to make. Or I'm going to talk about it all day long on my social media. Don't buy this movie. Don't go. Why? Because it didn't meet my needs. I wasn't entertained the way I imagined. You see, all these are approaches. And this is what I'm saying. You can't assume how people walk into church. You see, none of those ways of walking into the church have anything to do with what God has in mind with respect to me walking into the church. You notice what I said. You walk into the church by praying about where to sit. And that prayer, that commitment to prayer, which doesn't happen on Sunday alone, it's happening all week long. Throughout the week, I am praying, which means I have you in mind, which comes to my second point and my last point. I first started out by saying you walk into the church by praying about where to sit. The first thing that that communicates is my relationship and posture and frame of mind toward God. The second thing it communicates is my heart toward you, that I realize the moment I start praying about where to sit, I'm who people sit in seats. I'm thinking not about chairs. I'm thinking about the people that I'm going to be around. And now I'm already beginning to think less and less about myself and more and more about the people that I may potentially be around. This is important. So now church for me is not so much about my own interests being met. They're about me existing to help meet the interests of others. You see, church can't be even for me to purely have a personal encounter with God, although that may happen. But if I miss serving the needs of my brother and my sister, well, I could have done that in my own closet all by myself. Church is about God and others. It's about me connecting with him and the people that he has brought me into a relationship with. And so why is it exactly that I'm praying about where to sit? Because a number of things are going to happen at any given time with the people that I sit next to. Well, what are they? Well, for starters, I'm going to have an opportunity to meet someone, anyone. The second thing I'm going to have an opportunity to do is listen to them. I get to listen to their needs, what's going on in their lives. On a Sunday, yeah, week in and week out. What else takes place? I get a chance to talk with them, to speak into their life as God gives me words. What else? I have an opportunity to encourage them in the faith now that I have them, now that I'm with them, now that I've been praying for them. And I get a chance, lastly, to not only encourage them, but like I said, to pray with them right there. You see, at any given time, you'll notice, at any given time, you'll notice when I'm with any one of you, I'm doing any one of those. I'm meeting you for the first time. I'm connecting with you. I'm finding out about you what I have not learned yet. I'm giving you an opportunity to share. I'm not pressuring you. You have an opportunity to share your needs. And then I'm praying about, God, give me the words. How can I say something that would actually be profitable for this person? I'm thinking. I'm praying. In that moment, as I'm connecting, all this is happening within minutes. And then as I believe that that is what needs to be said, I say it to you. I share it with you. 
in the hopes that I'm encouraging you. I'm putting courage in you. I'm encouraging you. And if God permits and you're cool with it, I'll ask, can we pray? Well, where? Here? Now? Yeah. Can we pray? Can I pray with you about that? Can I continue to keep you in prayer even as we go our separate ways? And then I move on to the next person and I'm doing the same thing. Why am I saying this? This is what all the members of the church are supposed to be doing. So when we gather together, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're praying. You see, what helps me is all week long before Sunday came, I was already praying for you. Your faces were on me. We're already praying for each other. Our faces are in each other's minds. I may be going at school. I may be studying. I may be at work. I may be busy with my own family things. But at different times of the day and the week, we bring each other to each other's attention. And what do we do? We pray for each other. I don't know where I'm going to sit. I don't know. I may know where I'm going to sit, but I don't know who's going to sit next to me. And so God already helped me to understand this is your church. You're up to something. But I know that a lot of times the way that you're up to something is by using people. And so I want to make sure that I'm praying so that I'm not working against your will. I'm not fighting with you. I'm an instrument that's easily usable in your hands. And so I need to pray because I, I'm, I'm forgetful. I forget a lot of times that that's right. This is your church. These are your people. They're your sheep. This is your pasture. You're the sheep shepherd. And so we need to make sure we're always in tune with you, God. God wants you to be in tune with his spirit and with his leading so that when Sunday finally comes, guess what? Because you've been praying in this way, it's not going to be a difficult thing that with whoever you sit next to, that's going to be your frame of mind. That's going to be your heart posture. To what? To want to get to know them. To want to extend an ear toward that person. How many people are struggling with bouts of loneliness? How many people are being besieged with one kind of depression or another? How many are experiencing moments of anxiety? Just what did it take exactly for a good number of people just to make it to the church in the first place? There was enough already going on in their life to just discourage them from for coming in the first place. And here they are. But you would never know. I would never know unless we started getting involved in each other's life. But what does it mean? Well, what I said to begin with, I can't continue walking into the church the same way I walk into AMC Theater, the same, the same way I walk into AT&T Stadium, the same way I walk onto Firewheel Plaza. I can't approach the church that way. When I do that, it's all about me. I'm not trying to look at him. I'm not trying to be concerned. This is my time. I'm doing me, and I'm just going in there shopping, buying, being entertained. But if I come to church that same way, I'm never going to see what God wants to do with us. Yes, God works. Yes, God shows up, but he works through people. He shows up through people. And to the degree that I make myself available to him, and I submit myself to him, and I begin to start being watchful. Once I do that, now I just need to be watchful. How? Because the Holy Spirit prompts you. He leads you to people. One Sunday it may be her. Another Sunday it may be him. 
Another Sunday it may be them, but you would never know unless you made it a custom of yours to be sensitive to his leading so that you might know who it is that needs that attention so that they can be served. This is supposed to be how we walk into the church every single Sunday. Every single Sunday. And I'm telling you, if we set out at the beginning, let's resolve, write this on your resolution. If we set out to begin to walk into the church with this frame of mind, where this kind of walking into the church, it started on Monday. It started Wednesday, Thursday. So by the time Sunday comes, you've already had this posture toward God and toward the people who come to the church. You did the hardest work in the heart. Actually getting up and sitting down and saying, hi, my name is Neb. How are you doing? And getting into their life, that's easy. That's downhill. The hardest work is just getting there in the first place, beginning to see the church in this way and your place in it in this way. That's the hardest work. And I'm praying that God would produce that work beginning now and throughout this week. So comes next Sunday, we continue to have this sort of posture toward pathway. I tell you, you come with this attitude, there's not going to be a single soul who show how many people are surrounded by a sea of people, but then they come to me and they still tell me they're lonely, which tells me you could be around a lot of bodies and still feel loneliness. How many people who show up and participate, great worship, been practiced, pray, prepared for, word, message, and yet they still feel empty. They still feel like I'm not connected. I think we need to begin visiting just the idea of church from God's standpoint and not our own, for starters. I think this is going to be a perfect opportunity as we're going forward to begin to say, you know what, maybe there's been a little bit of me. Maybe I've, I've been just taking any other way I, I relate to virtually anything else i got to go to where there's lots of groups of people. And I thought, hey, this is another place with groups of people. No, 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 no. This is God's church. Jesus purchased it with his blood, and Christ is moving in our midst, and God is working. You are living stones. We're members one of another. We're a body where the hand can't say to the mouth, I have no need of you. The ear can't speak to the other part of the body. When one member of the body suffers, we all suffer, and that's not just health-wise and physically. When I'm suffering by missing out on God's purpose for my life, I'm not getting a hold of my identity in Christ. I'm not realizing what my place is in this larger thing that God is up to. The church is suffering because to the degree I'm on board and I'm with the program, God's program, the church is that much more better off. And the opposite is also true. I believe God is, is going somewhere with us. But that's happening as you and I are seeing in Scripture, what he wants us to see concerning his church. He loves his church. He loves you. You and I are part of this church pathway. And so as we're coming to a close here, I just want to encourage us. If you haven't already had a chance to, to look at these things, we're going to be praying about this too in our corporate prayer meetings. We're going to pray about this. I want you praying throughout the week as you're preparing yourself, as you're thinking about the church, I want you to be having people in mind say, God, give me names, give me faces. I don't want to be someone who just 
slips in and slips out. I want to be a genuine member of your body. I want to really see what you're capable of doing when I put all hands on deck, when both feet are in the water. Watch God move. Watch him show up. Amen? God's going to work. God's going to do something. His hand is on this body. His eye is with this congregation. And I know he's faithful. He's been faithful last year. He's going to show himself faithful again this year. He began a good work with us then. He's going to continue to go on to see that good work brought to completion. He's not a God who starts something with us and not finishes it. No, 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 no. If we have reason to believe that he began with us, we got equal enough reason to believe that he's going to continue with us. He's the faithful one. He's the faithful one. Unless the Lord builds the house, Psalm 121, those who labor in it, labor in what? Vain. Vain. What God is up to and what God is doing does not entirely rest upon us. It rests upon him. I, Peter, will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's building it. He's building it. But we're joining him as glad participants, as ones who are prepared to see what he can do in and through our lives. Amen? Let's stand if we could. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray a prayer that I want you praying when we go our separate ways all throughout our week. Father, we come before you inviting your spirit and your grace. God, we pray for your word to shape our lives. God, we ask that this new year mark a different experience that we're having with you and with your church. Lord, I pray that we know not go off of previous track records with the church. I pray, Lord God, that I not relate to your church the same way I relate to basically everything else out there in the world, whether it's a stadium, a shopping center, a mall, a movie theater. God, your church is none of that. It can't even come close to what you're doing here with your people. And so, God, I pray that you change our hearts. Give us eyes to see. Help us, Lord God, to join you in what you're doing through your church. Lord, we're the ones who need to get on board. We're the ones who need to get with the program. You already see these things. I'm praying, Holy Spirit, that you open our eyes. Renew our love, not only for you, but for your people. Make us other-centered. I pray that we be people who do not merely look only to our own interests, as Paul said, but also to the interests of others. I pray that we let this mind, which was in Christ Jesus, be in us as a church. And I know you're going to work. I know lives are going to be touched. People's hearts are going to be reached. People are going to feel known and loved and received and accepted. No one is going to feel isolated, lost, lost among the forest. Everyone is going to feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. Every single person is going to feel like they belong to something that God is up to. That there's a family that they can call family. That there are brothers and sisters that they can call their own. That there are people that they can confide in and know and be known by. God, I'm praying that you do this.
Only you can. But what we can do is make ourselves available. We can surrender right here and right now. And that's what I'm asking for. Sort out in our hearts whatever it is that has to get sorted out. But in any case, do what you got to do so that we can get on board with you, Lord God. We don't want to be passed by. We want to see what you are up to and what you are capable of doing. A lot of us overestimate what we could do in a short amount of time, and we underestimate what you could do if we could just be faithful to your purposes. God, you're working. The Bible says, Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the day of small beginnings, for God will bring you success. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. We don't want to despise this season of our life. We don't want to underestimate what you're capable of doing in our midst and through this body. So God, work away. Work now. Work here. Work throughout the week. Work come next Sunday. But I'm just praying that you work in the hearts of your people. Thank you. We bless you. And we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. Thank you, God. We praise you, Father. We give you all the glory. Hey, I love you, and I just wish all the best for you. Just be encouraged in the Lord. Meet and greet.